Hi listeners, it's Kenny G here, and this week's podcast is going to be a bit more sentimental than most of our weekly podcasts. As most of you all know, I am a senior at Tompkins High School here in KD, Go Falcons, and graduation is right around the corner. With graduation comes a big decision on whether I should be moving out or staying here to help the family. And I think this upcoming story helps explain how hard of a choice moving out would be for me when the day comes. I titled this piece, Younger Big Brother, so please enjoy. April 26, 2011 was one of the most life-changing days of my life. It was my 10th birthday and I was finally hitting double digits for my age. I could finally write down two numbers next to my name and I lived an entire decade of my life. I was only three more years away from becoming a teenager. I could not sleep the night before because of the excitement that was pumping through me. In retrospect, I guess the day was only life-changing at the time. However, something did happen that night that made it timeless. Birthdays have always been an important day for my family and I. Not only did I get the gifts I had asked for the entire year, but I also got to sit down and see all six seats at the dinner table filled with my brothers, sisters, and parents. Birthdays brought our family together. We rarely sat down and ate at the same dinner table for that traditional family dinner that most families did have. My dad had always worked. He came to the U.S. from Vietnam in 1988, and he worked himself up to a three-bedroom home that the six of us were living in in the northwest Houston area. He had the strongest ambitions to work, and provide for us, and he raised us to be just as hardworking and focused on our futures as he was. Although he would set aside time for family, we could always see how work never left his mind. On the other hand, my mom didn't work. She stayed at home to take care of the four children she brought into this world, and she never focused on anything else. She had no hobbies, no friends, no time for herself, because we were her hobbies. We were her friends, and we were the only thing that she, that was ever on her mind. My older brother, Rave, was the typical skateboarding, smoking, and drinking teenager who came home to fights with their parents. My older sister, Rachel, was a connoisseur of MySpace and rock, but had also kept her focus on school and family. My little sister, Kendra, was only a year younger than I was, so we had, we had spent most of our time doing the same things and playing with the same toys together. My 10th birthday had me jumping up and down with happiness. The entire family was together to sing me happy birthday. I got the red velvet cake I wanted every year, I got the most vicious looking red bionicle figure that my brother had given me. I fell asleep that night with a smile on my face, but I woke up to tears. My sisters were already up and out of their bed, and the door was wide open to the sound of them crying and the yells of my parents. Arguments were a frequent thing between my parents. There'd be short spans of time where there was a piece of silence at home, but at other times, the sounds of them screaming into each other's ears became a white noise for me. Generally, I'd stay in bed and wait for the sounds of my parents to stop and for my sisters to come back and hop in bed. But that night, they never came back. I got up and walked out into the hallway to see my brother still in his room, who seemed to have woken up before I did, but he refused to come with me to investigate what was going on. I followed the sound of Vietnamese into the kitchen where I saw my mom toss a plate from behind the kitchen counter towards my dad, who was heading towards her front door. I looked down to see the majority of the white porcelain plates shattered on the floor tiles beside my feet and looked back up to see my mom running after my dad out the door with more plates in her hands. I started comforting my sisters as we stared out, stared out our front door, watching my mom throw the rest of our plates at her dad who was trying to hop into his green Silverado. Luckily, every plate hit concrete and my dad was only jumping in and out of his car to throw threats back at my mom rather than turning the engine on and driving off. Never had my dad ever walked out on us, but watching him run back inside to grab the keys and back out the door shaked my heart to the floor. The porch lights and lights from inside our neighbor's home started to flicker on and for the first time ever, 
had a had a growing feeling of shame that came from deep inside my chest when our neighbors began to walk out of the doors. The only thing they could the only thing they could do was to hold their spouses at the horrific horrific sight that my parents were a part of. I glanced across the street to see the husband living at the house directly in front of our house, go back inside but only to come back out on the phone with the nine one one operator. Not long after, the police sped down my street with flashing red lights, red and blue lights, but with no signs in fear of waking anybody up. However, I was sure my parents had already beaten them to it. The officers waved our neighbors to go back inside. Only when they had managed to calm down my parents did my sisters and I rush from our spots at the front door to go to our parents. We were fortunate to have been living in Texas at the time. Most states now allow police to make arrests and prosecutors to press charges without a signed complaint from the victim, and we could have lost our dad then and there. We would have had to watch my dad be shoved into the back of seat, into the back seat of a patrol car, and go to court to testify. Nothing from what the officers said stuck with me, except when they warned my parents that if we received another call for domestic disturbance, we would be obligated to be placing our children into foster care. I couldn't really fully compre comprehend how differently our lives today would be if another 911 call was made to our address, but I saw the fear that Rachel had in her eyes when she told had in her eyes when she told Kendra and I that we would never see her parents again. Tears could not stop streaming down her faces, and we hugged one another as if it was our last one. If another fight like this would happen again, we knew at that point of our lives. We knew at that point our lives as a family would be over. Between the four of us, none of us were 18. None of us were adults or old, old enough, or were old enough and responsible to take care of the rest of to take care of the rest of us. Children don't have a say in what would happen to them or where they would go. We would go to court and must spend the must spend the rest of our lives in a house of strangers. Our futures would be entirely in the hands of the government, and the the government makes a poor parent. Foster care is a system that no child would ever want to be put into. Foster care functions as a means to bring foster children and their birth parents back together. However, very rarely do they succeed at this unattainable goal. Instead, children are stuck in the system, with their health deteriorating and their abilities to create human connections disappearing, to finally being thrown into the deep end of the real world. My fear of losing my family fueled me to become a sort of peacekeeper in my family. I made a promise to my siblings, to my parents, and to myself that under my watch, another fight was not going to break out. As I grew up, I came to the realization, the toxicity of how one person's bad mood can ruin the mood of everybody else in the house. In effect, I did everything I could to make everybody ha everybody happy. I would help clean any plate I saw in the kitchen sink. I would run as fast as I could to the yard to help pull out weeds with my dad. I would hide Ray's secret from my raise secrets from my parents and I would be there to help break up any cat fights between Rachel and Kendra. Most importantly, I became the person my parents would talk to about their day-to-day -day stress and help keep any of their arguments from getting out of hand. I felt I had to put my anger and feelings aside when nobody could in order to put my focus in solving the countless conflicts that happened in the house. I did everything I could to make sure that our, that our address would never come up again in a 911 call and it never did. I've come to realize that one I've come to realize that one threat to our family shaped my role in this family and the type of person I am around those I care for. I tend to focus on making the ones I love happy and trying to make the day any better than it already is because living around smiles and laughs makes every kink on the road easier to get over. 
my 10th birthday really was life-changing.